Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. You know, so much of the time, we, we talk about this all the time, love God, love people. And uh, it seems pretty simple, and I always say that salvation is really pretty simple. You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. But all these other things he wants us to do, this is where we find the blessings of God and, and the favor of God. And we, we want our prayers answered and stuff. And salvation doesn't look too hard to me, but all the stuff that you really want, you have to be obedient. So when it says, you know, uh, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, uh, it basically says love people and love God. I can love God all day long. It's this people thing that I have a problem with. <laughs> Some people are just hard to love. And I'm just telling you the truth. And yeah, I can kind of fake it once in a while, and maybe that's the best I can do. And I've told you guys before, just keep your mouth shut. You know, that goes a long way. But to actually love people, you don't need this, this warm, fuzzy feeling. It's really just putting them first or putting them above yourself. It's an action more than a feeling. Feelings get into the different kinds of love in the Bible, and we've discussed all that. But love God, love people, and God, some people are hard to love. I don't think I can be the only one. This really isn't simple. It seems simple, and I think it's simple, and it's not. So, you know, I got to thinking, I got to playing with my dog this week. Where, where is Daisy in here? Yeah? Where is she, Daisy? Here, microphone. She won't do what I want either. Right? I definitely must not have loved enough people, so I'm not getting the blessing of God. Where, Daisy? Oh, never mind. Right? That's what happens. When you guys put your food on the floor, you might want to watch that. Daisy, here's your pig. It is so easy for me to love my dog, right? If, if, if God said, love God, love dogs, this would be easy for me. Now, now if, you're, if you're a cat person, every time I say dog, you can put cat in there, right? Why couldn't God have said, love God, love dogs? That is easy. That's easy for me. And I don't know why, right? And I got to thinking about this. So I made this little list on why it's easy to love dogs or pets or turtles or hamsters, whatever you got at your house. They don't talk back. This is the difference between loving dogs and loving people. They don't talk about others. They don't tell secrets. They don't lie. They don't exaggerate the truth. They don't beat down and degrade They're not judgmental. They're not hypocrites. They are forgiving. They have unconditional love, and they don't hold grudges. Isn't that what makes it hard to love people? Because people do all those things. Christians, non-Christians, I don't care who you are. We do this stuff. We really do. Love God, love dogs, easy. Love God, love people, not so easy. Because they do all of these things. So what if, what if we were dogs? 
what kind of a dog would you be? Right? And so I, I thought to myself, okay, it's easy to love dogs, and it's not easy to love people. So if you came to the office this week, here's what happened. I looked at you and tried to figure out what kind of a dog you were. <laughs> I put a face on you, right? Because loving dogs is easy, right? Well, then I figured out, okay, I can't get out on the floor and roll around with you guys. I can't do the pig. These are the things I do with my dog that I can't do with you. I love to get down on the floor with a dog. You know, it's getting up to the problem, but anyway, it's worth it because they just love us so much. If you've got a dog, I think you've got to understand that. They just love you. Whether you yell at it or whatever, two minutes later, they're right back there, the tail's wagging, it's all good. People aren't like that. My dog looks at me and sees no flaws. And so does yours. And this is really hard. I think I've used this before. You know, you pull back the shower curtain to get out and the dog's sitting there looking at you. No problem. If one of you guys try that, I'm drawing on you. Right? And why is that? Because she doesn't judge me. She, she doesn't see my flaws or anything. She's easy to love and people aren't. They go and they talk to other people and you, you can't hardly confide in anybody anymore. Because they're going to go tell somebody. Do we do that? So why don't we act more like dogs? We're supposed to, right? Where's, where's my list again? They don't talk back. Why do we do that? Love God, love dogs. Easy. Love God, love people. If we all acted this way, everybody would love us. And the people that we're trying to love, if they would act this way, would be easy to love. They don't talk about others. They don't have secrets. They don't tell lies. Right? I can go right down the list again. They don't beat down and degrade. That's why we love our pets. They know our deepest secrets. And they can't tell anybody. But we're terrible at that. We really are. Why can't we be a dog to somebody else? Everybody loves a dog, and everybody needs a dog. I, I, I'm almost called Cameron and had him bring his dog in, because this dog's good. We all want a dog like this. Do what we say, just love us, snuggle with us. But if we all acted like our pets, people would love us. And sometimes people need this. They need this service dog, right? You see a lot of them these days. They're comforting, and they're gentle, and they're kind, and they, they take away anxiety, and, and they're just what we need right at the right time. And if I'm sitting there and I'm feeling sad, and here comes Daisy, and she starts pawing at me, all is good. Can't we be that for somebody else? Isn't that what a Christian should do? It's not easy to love people. Can you be a dog for somebody else? Don't talk back. Just keep your mouth shut. They simply just wag their tail. They actually express this love they have for us, right? They wag their tail and they get to... I better not do that. <laughs> they get to wiggling. You treat anybody like that? But we need people to be more like dogs. Christians need to be more like dogs. You know, the, the dogs that are hard to, to love are the ones that growl and bite. Aren't there some once in a while you come across and you're like, oh, I'm not quite sure here. You stick out your hand kind of slow. Are you one of them? Are you one of those people? 
that somebody just wants some love from you and you're not the dog they hoped for. You're the one that's making all the racket, causing all the problems. That's not Christianity. If your dog was like that, what would you do? If your dog growled and bit at people and was disobedient, how are you loving people? All they want is to be loved, because that's what you want, right? You want to be loved like this, and you want to be loved like your dog loves you. If everybody could just keep their mouth shut, show some expression of their love once in a while, don't be telling everybody what you know about somebody else. Dogs don't do that. They don't judge anybody. They're not hypocrites. And we love them. So why don't we just be the dog? Why can't you be the dog that somebody needs? Doesn't seem too hard, does it? Can you keep your mouth shut? Can you stop from degrading people, belittling them, putting them down, talking about somebody? So, Jesus tells us exactly how to do this. Everybody knows the story of the Good Samaritan, right? If the guy that got beat up and robbed was a dog, everybody would have run to his side. But it wasn't. So in this story, a man gets beat up and robbed by some thieves. And when I say they took everything he has, I want you to think about what he had. That probably means even his clothes. And they beat him up and they left him for dead. Uh, You can actually read this. Luke 10. You should probably all read this, and I'm hoping to give you a little different outlook this time. This guy is left for dead on the side of the road. The first person that comes along, Jesus is telling this parable, is a priest. And it says that he moves to the other side of the road and passes by. So put this into something you know, right? Somebody's laying alongside the road, and you pull out far enough that you're not going to get close to that and go on by. He was a priest. That means he would have been an Israelite. Jesus is telling this story. Remember who these people are. The second one says a Levite. You have to understand the culture here. Levite was a tribe. They called them a tribe. Let's say group of Israelites, that they all had different jobs. The, the uh, Levites were actually in charge of the tabernacle. You understand that's the church, right? Their tribe was in charge of moving the tabernacle, taking care of the tabernacle, to help people with their sacrifices, and they would actually get to have a little bit of the sacrifice to, to um, keep them happy while they were taking care of the church. So the Levite would actually have been a pastor or a a leader of a church in today's world. This would have been somebody that was really involved in the church. He, too, moves over and passes by the guy laying on the side of the road. Then he tells us that a Samaritan, a Samaritan for the life of them would not have helped a Jew. They were at odds with each other. They didn't like each other. And the story goes that the Samaritan stops and helps him, cleans him up, takes him to an inn, and asks the innkeeper to please take care of him and that he would pay for whatever it took. And i got to tell you, there's more to this story, right? There's somebody that bandaged him up. There's somebody that cooked food for him. There's somebody that did the laundry for him. Just because it's not in the story doesn't mean it didn't happen. 
Look at all the people that would have had to do this. And he says, if I owe anything when I come back through, I will make it good. Jesus is telling this story because the Israelites, who he was speaking to, hated the Samaritans. And they ask. Jesus asked them, who is the good neighbor here? Who is the neighbor? And they say, well, the Samaritan that stopped. And he said, yes. And then he says this, go and do likewise. It would mean that you would help somebody even though you didn't like them, even though they weren't like you, even though you didn't know anything about them. Somebody that you uh, had something against or at odds with. This is where the Samaritan was helping the Israelite. And this is amazing. And he says, go and do likewise. This isn't some sort of a good suggestion. This isn't just a good idea. This isn't something that he says, well, if you get time, do it. You've got to understand, if you want to be a Christian, Jesus says, go and do likewise. Not maybe. Go and do likewise. Show love. Be a dog to somebody that needs help. Even if you don't like them, even if they're not like you, even if somebody that you're at odds with, somebody that you have something against, that's the moral of the story. We should all be good Samaritans to everybody. But in this particular parable, you have to understand who these people were and the relationship they had with each other. The two good Christians moved over and walked right by. And the one that actually didn't like the guy stops, helps him, gives him whatever he needs, lines up people to take care of him and says, when I come back, I'll make good on whatever we owe for your service. Is that you? Are you actually the good Samaritan? Or are you the priest or the Levite that should have helped? But no, that guy, that's... That's not for me. I don't do that. So this Valentine's Day, we got a bunch of Valentines on a table back there. I want you to take a Valentine. And they might look look like a little kid Valentine. And they're fun. I don't want you to give it to somebody that already knows you love them. I want you to give it to somebody that needs some love. Needs some attention. How easy is it for you to love somebody that doesn't love you? Or you don't know if they love you. Or they need help. They just need a dog. They don't really need you to do anything. They need somebody just to listen to them. Son lost his mother this week. Wife came that was scared of her husband. Ministered to somebody that was isolated. Want to see somebody that doesn't know what's wrong with them. They can't find out. They don't know. We helped a young mother that has nothing. Talked to a young addict. Young person with depression. Talked to somebody that their friend died. Talked to somebody that's recovering from liver failure that knows it's not going to get better. And somebody that lost their dog. That's tough. These are the people that need Valentine's. Not the ones that you know love you. 
There's no reward in that. I want you to take a valentine and send it to somebody like this that needs a dog. You need to be the dog in their life. Whether it's in person or through the mail, trying to tell you somebody needs love like a dog loves. Not the way that we love, because we don't do too good at it. They need the kind of love that comes from our pets, from our most treasured friends. That's what you need to be to somebody. And not just here. And what, what's got to happen here is the church has got to wake up. You guys got to wake up. This isn't church. This is where the church assembles to build each other up, to learn, to meet people's needs. You need to wake up and do this out there every day. That's the church. Can you do that? Somebody that doesn't act like you, somebody that doesn't look like you, somebody that doesn't do what you do, somebody that's not at your status level, because the other people are easy to love. But he tells us to go and do likewise when the Samaritan helped the person that didn't even like him. Not a good suggestion. Not a great idea. Not something he hopes you'll do. He says, go and do likewise. Somebody that really needs the love, somebody that wants the love, you're supposed to do it. Romans 5, 8. But God showed his love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, we were not all good. He died for us because we weren't like him. That's what you need to do out there. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for the principles and the, the teaching that you give us through your Holy Scripture. Thank you that your son came to demonstrate this love and what we're supposed to do. God, help us to be obedient to that. Go and do likewise, he says. So let's all do it today. In Jesus' name, amen.